Family Shield Ministries has a vision, working in partnership with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and other gospel-oriented Christian organizations. Family Shield seeks to impact the world for Christ and transform lives in time for eternity. Family Shield Ministries also has a mission to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and strengthen individuals and their families. But along with all this, Family Shield also has a need, a need for partnership and support from caring Christians to help with the vision and mission of family ministry. How can you help? Your donation of any size can be made securely through PayPal at FamilyShieldMinistries.com. You'll find the Click to Give tab about midway down the page. Your financial support and your prayers help keep Family Shield on the air and ministering to families through the power of Jesus Christ. FamilyShieldMinistries.com Eight simple tools for raising great kids. Why should we control our volume knob? What does listening have to do with parenting effectively? Why should we understand the power of our words? And why is regular family time so important? Join us today as I interview Dr. Todd Cartmel, author of Eight Simple Tools for Raising Great Kids. He is a clinical child psychologist and author of several parenting books. He and his wife live in Chicago and have two sons. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks for being my guest today on Family Shield. Well, hi, Kay, and it's great to be with you. So thanks for the invitation. You're very welcome. So you've worked with children and parents for more than 20 years and have probably seen just about everything when it comes to families. What are some of the greatest issues families are struggling with today? Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> I do see a lot of kids nowadays. Um, again, as you said, I have for a while. Um, well, in some ways, it's uh, you know, really the issues haven't changed a whole lot. Um, you know, uh, kids being learning how to handle situations in a respectful way, whether it's listening to mom or dad or you know, handling problems with their brothers or sisters or making good choices with their friends. You know, the, the same kind of issues take on a bit of a new face with, you know, social media and texting and, you know, just some of the, the current, you know, cell phones and, you know, whatever the different technologies. But a lot of the same same topics that parents are trying to, you know, just figure out how to raise kids who are, being uh, a lot of times we'll say, you know, uh, smart and respectful. Those are two pretty good, you know, you don't get in too much trouble for being smart and mm-hmm. respectful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of parents are trying to do, figure out how to help their kids, you know, develop those types of traits, uh, certainly in a God-centered way as well. That's great. That's great. Well, you've identified eight simple tools to help parents raise great kids and build a close family that loves God and one another. What are these tools? Let's talk about each one uh a little bit so that our listeners know what they are, and then we'll flush out a little bit more about your book. Sure, sure. Happy to. Well, the eight tools, if I were just to uh, list them kind of briefly, um, uh, first one is talking. Uh, we, we want to uh, you know, talk in a way that uh, will make our kids not just listen to us, but want to listen to us. So we want to be good communicators as parents. Uh, the second half of communication would be uh, tool number two, which is listening. Again, if we to flip that around, if we want kids, if we want our kids to feel comfortable talking to us as parents, and we'd 
better learn how to be good listeners. Uh, we want to connect with our kids. That's tool number three. If we want a close family, that means a connected family, and there's things that we can do to, to build those connections nice and strong. Uh, we want to influence our kids. That's tool number four by, you know, using our words, you know, uh, wisely because uh, our words certainly shape how our kids uh, learn to think and how how they think about themselves, and so that's just a big deal. Uh, every parent is uh, tool number five. Uh, I don't know if I have this in the exact right order. I'm doing them kind of from memory. That's all right. Um, but tool number five uh, is teaching, and every parent is in the role of being a teacher. There's so many lessons we want our kids to learn, and we want to be a, 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 you know just a f- very effective teachers, whether it's Again, the lessons about decision-making or problem-solving or being flexible, all sorts of things like that. Uh, number six, we want to be uh, an encouraging parent uh, who doesn't need some encouragement, and our kids certainly fall in that category. And, you know, uh, we, we want to be parents who, you know, look for the positives and point them out and, and then, uh, you know, help our kids, you know, uh, really be glad they're making good choices. And then uh, number seven, the uh, converse side of that would be when they make bad choices, we want to correct them in a way that kind of you know, you know kind of ties back into teaching. Any discipline or correction situation is simply a teaching situation where we want our kids to learn the right lessons about a bad choice and learn the right lessons the right way. And that's our job to do that, and we can certainly do that. And then you combine all those <clears throat> together for tool number eight, which is leading. We want uh, We want our kids to Learn all those important lessons. Well, what's the best way for them to do that? To see, <laughs> to see if we want our kids to be, you know, <clears throat> respectful talkers and good listeners and uh, make good choices. Then, and then we can certainly model that with our own example. So there's there's your eight tools. Awesome, awesome. Some of these tools seem so simple, and yet sometimes they seem so hard to implement. Are today's parents simply overwhelmed? Well, I think uh, some 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 of them are. I don't know how new of a experience that is. That may not be that new, but yeah, certainly I do run into moms and dads who, uh, for different reasons, might feel overwhelmed. Sometimes it's they've got a bunch of kids. Sometimes it's they're juggling kids and work. Sometimes they've got a challenging kid or two. You know, so there's different. Or you know, uh, yeah. So there's just different reasons why <clears throat> our mom or dad may feel <laughs> overwhelmed. Sometimes you've got. You know, a parent who's got one kid who's you know, more challenging than some other parents, all three kids put together, you know. So, um, yeah, I so certainly certainly run into that. And, and, and I, I know you, you feel mo- mostly overwhelmed when you've got a challenging kid situation and you just, you can't, you know, nothing you're doing is working. You can't figure out, you know, what what to do about it. So that's when you really start to feel like you're sinking. And, and then, you know, sometimes then that brings out responses that aren't that aren't the best. And then you, you, then you feel like you're, part of making things worse and yeah it really gets to be very discouraging sometimes yeah so i've seen lots of parents in that in that state at least initially yeah yeah so one of the tools is that you recommend one of the tools that you recommend is talking how can we as parents do better when talking to our children well okay if i was going to give a couple <clears throat> little talking tips that uh, you know, really all of our all of your listeners uh, hopefully uh, w- would find helpful um, first of all, I guess it would just be to to realize and just to remember that eh, this is perhaps just a good reminder, just the importance of <clears throat> excuse me, the importance of uh, just uh, how we talk to our kids. Um, our kids are going to learn to talk. You know, it's fun, funny every now every now and then I'll see a you know a kid who's like swearing a little bit, and then you know I always get the biggest kick when it turns out, turns out that you know he heard his swear words from mom or dad. You know, it's like okay, um, so. 
you know, the way we talk, and not just something obvious like swearing, but, you know, the style that we talk with, you know, respectful, you know, raising our voice, yelling, sound short, sound intense, you know, uh, <clears throat> our kids are going to hear that thousands and thousands of times, and their talking style will certainly be impacted by that. So, but if, if we want <clears throat> our kids to listen to us, if we want to be good communicators, uh, two things, uh, two two practical tips besides just realizing the importance of how, of, of 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 your talking style, in in terms of you know sh- shaping the course for your family's communication style, would be uh, number one. Uh, mostly, <laughs> most parents I know are, I suppose, most at risk for making a talking error uh, when they're frustrated. You know, mm-hmm. when they're in a, a frustrating situation, and probably the simplest, uh, but even maybe the best tip I can give. There would be when you sense you know you're in a frustrated situation. That's when your talking style is most likely to get you know maybe aggravated sounding or maybe move to yelling or whatnot. <clears throat> Best thing you can do there is just take a quick pause. Just hit the pause button real quick, which literally might take no more than two or three seconds. But in that pause, uh, a couple of really important things happen. First of all, you stop whatever was <laughs> going to happen, and that's probably good. Mm-hmm. And um, you give yourself uh, just a couple seconds to think, and your brain doesn't. Your brain can move pretty fast. And as a parent, when you stop, you're pausing. Of course, your kids are seeing you do this, which is wonderful example setting. Um, in that moment, you have a chance to think and ask yourself, "Hey, how do I how do I want to talk to my kids? If I was a kid, how would I want someone to talk to me right now?" And you have a chance just to adjust. And then when you adjust, you're going to have a chance then to say whatever you're going to say. It'll probably be, be calmer and better. And you can also talk softer. So mm-hmm. pausing and talking softer. And talking softer is a little counterintuitive, especially in a frustrating situation, because you you tend to talk louder. Uh, and it's really your emotions and frustration that's kind of taking over your volume control. But when you talk softer, it's, it's really interesting, because, um, number one, you can say any words you were going to say loud, you can say the same words soft. Um, but when you say them softer, you're you're more in control. You sound more in control, and uh, y- you you are changing the flavor of that conversation because a softer conversation is going to be way better than a louder one. And when you get louder, then your kids tend to get louder. You mm-hmm. escalate up the ladder, or you can lead the way down the ladder. Mm-hmm. And that uh, those two tips right there will help a bunch of situations that could have gone south uh, help them not go south. That's great. Well, some of us tend toward yelling. How do we break the yelling habit so we can better communicate with our children? Well, um, I, I think even just the things we just said would go a long way towards that. Uh, pausing when you when you catch yourself in a yelling situation. Sometimes it's, it's good to know, you know, even as a parent, to do a little uh, reflection and a little uh, preparation even and, and figure out the situations in which you tend to kind of lose it. Maybe mm-hmm. is it about bedtimes? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, I expose to probably the situations where your kid doesn't listen too well. And in those situations, be prepared. Go in there prepared to handle them <clears throat> the right way. Um, a lot of times, uh, this gets into how a parent thinks to themselves. I know one of the uh, what I would call a parent flexible thought that I would certainly use a lot uh, when my kids are of kind of this age, and I'd be in a situation like this, is I'd say to myself, "Hey." And do I want to follow their example, or do I want them to follow my example? Mm-hmm. You know, and that one would stop me in my tracks real fast. And so, you know, so you, but you go into the situation mentally prepared and thinking, well, hey, you know, you know, I, <laughs> they're messing up already. I don't want to mess up too. You know, I, w- I want to show them how to handle it right. And so, when you go in there with, with that kind of a mindset, then you're much more 
uh, you have a much better probability of, again, pausing, talking softer, talking slower. Slow and soft would be the two magic mm. words there. Mm-hmm. Good. Pausing and then slow and soft. And when you talk softer and you literally slow down the pace of the conversation, again, you just simply create a different conversation uh, and a different conversation style. And uh, your kids haven't done that. You've done that mm-hmm. by pausing and going slow and soft. Great, great. One of the things that I want to mention before we go on is how much I like your book and how you've organized it, but especially your stories, because, of course, you work every day with children and parents sometimes having some serious issues, uh, and you apply these eight simple tools helping the parents and the children uh, in their own lives. And it, it is a book full of practical information for parents. Uh, tell us just a little bit about the organization, how you have it organized. Oh, sure. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, I was trying to think of just, again, I, I've, I've just worked with kids. I'm a child psychologist, as you said, and have, have just seen a lot of kids and a lot of families of, of a lot of ages over a lot of years. And, you know, after a while, you kind of see what, uh, you know, what seems to be helpful. You see what doesn't, what isn't helpful. You know, you have family sessions or, you know, par- you know of all sorts of different kinds. And I've seen parents handle really difficult subjects, like, incredibly well. Uh, I've seen handle, parents handle really easy subjects incredibly poorly. And so, you know, you just see a lot of <clears throat> examples. And then over time, you kind of say, well, family, you know, parents that are really doing a nice job, even with very difficult kids or, or, or a bunch of kids or wh- whatever it might be, um, you know, here's the types of things that, that uh, you know, I, I notice they tend to do. And here's how they talk and here's how they listen. And so um, I just uh, <clears throat> tried to think of, you know, that you know the different components to that, and and try to come with it and come up with the fewest possible. And you know when I <clears throat> think about the list of eight, you know, talking, listening, connecting, influencing, teaching, encouraging, correcting, and leading, I I really can't find one that I would take off the list. I mean, mm. it seems to be the mm-hmm. the small list. And uh, so I just or, I just organized it in a way that uh, <clears throat> seemed practical and simple. But each of the tools, um, and uh, I don't know if eight sounds like a lot. Um, but, you know, there, there are things that we do all the time anyway. It's the question of are we going to do them intentionally and, and effectively. Uh, I mean, we're going to teach, you know, we're not just going to start teaching because it's in this book. We already teach and we already influence and, and we're, we're going to, you know, either listen or not. So each of these tools are part of our lives as parents already. It's a question of whether we want to learn how to, you know, uh, how to do them better, how to do them as well as we can. And, and because when we do, I, I've seen... I've seen families where we focused on even just a few of these tools, mm-hmm. and their parents have really made big changes. And just a couple of changes in how they talk, or how they listen, or how they teach, or how they correct. Um, just right there, you know, that's four of them. Uh, you know, that I've seen entire families has really changed in, in how they walk through problems, and the behavior, kids' behavior improved, and parents' behavior improving, and that trickles down. Uh, let alone if they're working on all eight of them. So, yeah, certainly something that wanted to make it nice and doable and bite-sized and yes. it seemed like a good way to divide it up so that anybody can read the book and, and just, you know, find some practical tips. Uh, and every every uh, one of the eight tools is divided into uh, five chapters. Each has a nice practical takeaway, so it should be really easy to digest and put into practice. It is, it is. Um, I'm going to make a few announcements when we come back. We're going to talk about listening and why that's so important as we parent our children. 
Family Shield's 2017 theme is always be ready to give an answer based on 1 Peter 3.15. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel as we share Christ with our listeners and help them know Christ, grow in his word, and strengthen their families. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet on parenting. To, to request the complimentary booklet, call our response center, one eight seven seven two five zero eight four one six. Our email, witness to family at gmail.com. Thankfully, the gospel is free, but our radio airtime on 54 stations is not. Your prayers and support make our radio outreach beyond the walls of the church possible. Please pray for us and consider a gift this year. You can charge a gift at www.familyshieldministries.com or you can send your gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 23. 0015 St. Louis, Missouri 63123. With a gift this year of $50 or more, we'll send you my new six week Bible study entitled Balance Christ Filled Living. And with a gift of $100 or more, we'll send you my book entitled Witnessing a Lifestyle. You can again charge a gift on our website or you can mail your donation to Family Shield, P.O. Box 230015. St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. We encourage you to sign up to receive our email newsletter on our website or send us your email and we'll do it for you. You can also contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Now I want to go back to our guest, Dr. Todd Cartmel, author of Eight Simple Tools for Raising Great Kids. And uh, you talk about... You, you compare listening to emptying a dump truck. What's the connection? Well, sure. Um, that maybe doesn't seem entirely obvious at first, but I, I think I, I can make it that way. Um, you know, when you think about kids, they're, they're often like a dump truck in, in, in a certain way. Uh, you know, dump trucks, uh, well, first of all, you know, they're full of stuff. Uh, and dump <laughs> trucks are um, uh, you know, with whatever, you know, dirt, rocks, and concrete and things. Now, our kids aren't filled with dirt, rocks, and concrete, but they they are filled, and then they're 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 filled with things that to us parents are incredibly incredibly valuable. Uh, their thoughts, their feelings, their experiences, what's going on that day. Uh, you know, I have two boys. Uh, those are incredibly important to me, and, and I know as it would be for all your listeners and yourself. Um, so uh, you know, our kids they're, they're they are filled up with things, and I guess that's, that's the second point. They're like they're like a dump truck uh, filled with diamonds. We could say mm-hmm. maybe not rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second point of a dump truck is it can only, you know, you can't fill it up infinitely. It gets filled up to a certain point, and then it's kind of filled up. And when a dump truck gets filled up, there's really only one thing for it to do. Uh, it has to unload somewhere. And that's, uh, in my mind, just a great uh, kind of metaphor of, of listening. When our kids get filled up, they have to unload. And listening mm-hmm. Is just letting your kids unload their truck, but treating the things in the truck like they're really, really valuable to you because they are. Yeah. Um, so you've got a dump truck with diamonds getting unloaded, and you want to catch every single one of those. And um, that's what listening is. And when when you're listening to your kids in that way, when when you're when you're really, really, uh, you care about what's in you know what happened at lunch at the lunch table and how they're feeling about this or they they think this is unfair or that or or somebody hurt their feelings or whatever it is when you treat those things like they're really really valuable to you and you've got a kid who goes wow i'm so glad 
that I, I unloaded my truck with mom or with dad because they're going to unload the truck somewhere. And I, for my boys, you know, one of my goals certainly has been so that you know when they're when they're done to talking with me that they they go away thinking, man, I, dad really cared about. He really listened super good to what I had to say. Next time my truck gets filled up, I know where I'm I'm going to go to unload it again. And I'm, I'm going to go and load it with Dad or with Mom, mm-hmm. and so every one of us have the chance to to uh, to listen so well that our kids will say, "Hey, you know, that's one of my favorite unloading spots." Because because one thing is for sure, they're going to get filled up again, mm-hmm. and they're going to tend to go to the spots that that uh, that they feel you know treat them with care and concern and value, and we want that to be us. Good, good. Can you explain what you call the family respect rule? Sure, can. Yeah, that's a good one. This is a good one when you kind of get into the siblings and, and things. Yeah, family respect rule, very simple. Uh, it simply goes like this. Uh, every uh, every person in our family, uh, everyone in our family needs to treat everyone else in our family respectfully all the time. So that's it verbatim. taught that to a lot of kids and families. And there's three three important, not just a rule, there's three important um, <clears throat> aspects to it that I would then you know talk to the kids about. I say, well, number one, the family respect rule, uh, as I've just stated it, applies to whom? And the answer, of course, is everyone. Well, everyone, and I would say this right to the kids, <clears throat> everyone starts with mom and dad. There should be, everyone means everyone, but there should be nobody in this family who works harder to follow the family respect rule than mom or dad. Um, you know, for myself, I'll say than me. If I want my kids to be respectful, then I need to make sure that I follow that family respect rule super, super good to get them a picture of what that looks like. Number two, family respect rule applies when? Well, the last three words, all the time. And all the time really means all the time. Uh, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're joking, when you're mad, when you're tired, when you're hungry, you know, in the morning, at night, after school, you know, uh, just pick a time when you're playing a game, when you win, when you lose. Uh, it applies all the time, and that's really important because we're saying that there's never a time um, in our family, in anything we're doing as a family, there's never a time when it's okay for me to, to, to hurt someone else in my family with my words or my actions. There's never a time when that's okay, So, and that's true for, of course, everybody. So number one, who? Number two, when? Number three, like what's the basis for the family respect rule? And we might say, well, everyone in our family was created by who? By God, everyone in our family is super important to who? Well, to God and and to 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 us, to our family. Well, what do you do with things that are really you know valuable or important? Like if we have a special puzzle we just put together, or want to keep it, or a special Lego thing, or a special thing that someone gave us, or we have something expensive, do we just leave it out in the backyard? Do we you know put it by the garbage can? No, we we put it somewhere safe. We maybe put it somewhere high so the dog can't chew on it. We, you know, things are important. You treat them with value or you treat them with a great deal of respect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we said, that, well, that's why <clears throat> we treat each other respectful in our family, because everyone in our family is super valuable uh, to God and to each other. And, and we want to treat things, uh, people of value, carefully and we want to guard each other it's not okay if i hurt my boys with the way i talk to them it's not okay if 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 any of that and that's why because of, of who god made us and we're valuable to god valuable to each other that's why being respectful is so important and that's where and that's why when we're not respectful to each other when we're hurtful to each other that's why privileges or things go away because we have to learn that lesson that um that we have to treat each other respectfully because that is who God made us to be. We are, and if we want to have a close family, uh, we don't have a close family by by hurting each other with our words and actions, kind of picking the 
the bad, easy ideas. We want to pick ideas that are smart and, and, and that will help our family be close. And if we can't figure out how to do that, uh, then that's where mom and dad will help you. I mean, I'll, I'll help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but, but that's, you know, that's what stems from the family respect rule. That those Wonderful. Kind of discussions. That's excellent, excellent. And uh, again, you flush all of that out in your book. So you also encourage parents to water their own lawn regularly. What do you mean by this? Yeah, water the whole lawn. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, uh, that that gets into the idea of encouraging, you know, and thinking about your kids as, as their, I guess, their portions of grass on your lawn. And if you have, if you, well, number one, if watering is like your positive attention. Uh, and you have a dry spot, well, you want to water that dry spot. And, boy, I'll I, I tell you, Kay, I, you probably already know this, but, well, you can get a lot of both positive, focused attention from a parent, you know, said in a very specific way, not like, hey, pal, nice job, but, hey, pal, I, I asked you to turn off the TV the first time, buddy, and you did it right away. I really appreciate that. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Uh, that kind of stuff is what I call the pour-it-on technique, and that kind of very focused, positive attention given on a regular basis can just, like, do amazing things uh, in a family in terms of uh, you know kids going wow geez I didn't know that was going to work out so well I think I'll do that again <laughs> because a parent's uh, attention is just so uh, so rewarding it's 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 so intrinsically powerful and so you know if you've got one dry patch of grass you got one kid who needs a little extra that to help turn their behavior around you certainly do that. But you don't forget about the rest of the lawn. So you want to be kind of dishing those things out just all over the place to all your kids, especially the ones who need it. But, you know, even the ones who maybe are have some better habits already, you want the, you want that part of the lawn to stay green. So, you know, you want to, you just want to be like a living sprinkler, just sprinkling that stuff all, all, all over the place. And, you know, that was not a natural thing for me. <clears throat> um, just uh, not that my parents weren't encouraging. I don't mean to say that. But <clears throat> yeah, my parents were a little more reserved. So I, I just wasn't really used to that. And but boy, I, I, I got used to it when I kind of when I kind of learned some of this stuff and thought, boy, I, this makes sense to me. I, I got used to it real quick. And, and as, a, as a dad, and I, I just made that a, just part of my dad behavior. And so you know, any parent can certainly do that, even if it's not a natural thing for you. And boy, you just create a, a very positive, encouraging family environment. And boy, that's 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 what you want to do. You get the, the more the more you get the good habits going, the less bad habits you have to turn around. Absolutely. Thank you so much. My guest is. Dr. Todd Cartmel, his book, Eight Simple Tools for Raising Great Kids. And let me just recommend it to you, your church libraries, others that might be interested. It's a great book with so many good examples, as well as flushing out those eight tools for raising great kids. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and uh, we're giving away a booklet today on parenting. If you'd like to get that, call our response center or email us. Uh, Again, if you want to learn more about Family Shield Ministries, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. We also have a Facebook page. We'd love you to uh, uh, check out our Facebook page or sign up for our email newsletter on our website or just email us and tell us you'd like us to do it for you. That comes out on at least a monthly basis with devotionals and information about the program. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening.
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.